Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Friday, October the 15th, and today is the last day of my interview with Pastor Dennis Cummins, the senior pastor from experiencechurch.tv in Puyallup, Washington. And today we're going to end a little bit on a high note and just remind you that you are who God says you are. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. And, you know, people will say, well, they have more to lose. They don't have the insurance. They don't have that. And I'm like, yes, these are freedom issues. And I just asking these business owners, what is it worth to you? Yeah. What is your freedom worth to you? Is it worth uh, you getting sued by L&I? Is it worth, you know, we're passing this stuff on to our children. I've got a great question for you. Uh, A listener wrote in to me last week and she was asking, she said, Heidi, how do you defend? And I answered this on another podcast, but I know you're going to have a great answer. Uh, she said, how do you defend? She, we always tell our children to obey authority. Mm-hmm. We always tell our children to, uh, you know, if this is the rule, follow the rule. Yeah. She said, now they're telling us to wear a mask, but you're saying disobey the rule. Don't wear the mask. What kind of a precedent are we setting for our kids? And how do we explain this, this so-called disobedience to our children? So I have three boys. Um, they all have different personalities. One's already married, so he's not out of the house. The other two are in the house. One's an adult, though. And so we have to talk to them differently. But uh, the biggest issue is we're telling them to be respectful, mm-hmm. but don't comply. If you if you want to be at that place and they're putting that on you, then then you're making that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, because there could be potential other – because now we have uh, bullying going on from other patrons. And so we have to be wise about that because I don't want my kid beat up because he didn't want to wear a mask. I'm just saying leave. Mm-hmm. Leave mm-hmm. because stick with your values. Pick your battles. Be wise about what you're doing because some things aren't worth uh, – because things can turn so oh quickly. Boy. Especially now. Mobbery yeah. is what we're dealing with, yeah. shaming and mobbery. Yep. And and then phones and social media. And so I you say – wind up on the evening news. Absolutely. So let's pick <laughs> our battles. Let's be wise. And so that way uh, – but let's not compromise the convictions that are in our heart. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it comes down to, yeah. right? It's that it's the conviction. And I've I told uh, this mom because she's got kids who are like seven and nine, and she said, "My kids are young. I've always told them we obey those in authority." This is back to Romans thirteen, right? And a misapplication of Romans thirteen. And I told this young mom, I said, We're, "We want to teach our kids to be discerning." Jesus said, "I send you out into the into the world as sheep among wolves." Right. Well, how will our kids know where the wolves are if their parents aren't saying that's a wolf? Absolutely. Well. There's a difference between submission and obedience. Mm. And submission says, okay, I'll honor that as long as it's in line with God's word. And, um, you know, not all laws are moral and not all morals are law. Mm-hmm. And so that's, this is where we have to stick with the word. What does the word say? What's the premise of the word? And this is where illiteracy of the Bible has become really paramount. Uh, I mean, a, a major issue today. Mm-hmm. People don't know what the word says, so that's why they're so gullible, mm-hmm. and just and they throw Romans thirteen because it's a it's a badge of honor to really hide their cowardice that they don't want to fight and stand up and say no. Mm-hmm. And how do you when you explain Romans thirteen? When because I'm sure, mm-hmm. like me, that your people in your church have come up to you and said Romans thirteen, Pastor. What yeah. what do you say? Um, first of all, God established all authority. He didn't establish everybody in authority. I think that's so key because did God establish Hitler? Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. 
And so just because somebody's in authority doesn't mean that God established them in authority. Uh, guess what? We, the people, are the ones that elect people. Forty million Christians don't vote. Guess what? Who established that authority? We, we did. did. Mm-hmm. By our ab- abdicating our right. And so therefore, just because somebody's in authority doesn't mean that's God-given authority. He established parental authority. He established governmental authority. But not everybody in that chain of command. See, even, uh, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers of darkness. What is that? That is a counterfeit of God's authority. Mm-hmm. Even Satan has authority. He has a structure of authority. So did, did, did God establish Satan and his authority? Dear God, if you believe that, you're in trouble. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so this is where we have to look at the context of the word. See the whole counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation. And we look at the character and the nature of God, and that's how we interpret Scripture rather Mm -hmm. than an isolated verse. And we think just because it says chapter 14, that's the beginning of the thought, or chapter 13, that's the beginning of the thought, or whatever. You know, uh, we have to see the whole uh, thought in context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I think you hit the nail on the head because we're living right now in a generation— of biblically illiterate Christians. Yeah. So people who claim the name of Jesus and we want to stand up in church and raise our hand and collect the blessing, Yeah. but we don't know his word and we can't defend it. No. And to be able now to see, okay, we're in trouble. And so the pastors, I think, and Christian leaders uh, like myself and others who spend almost all of our time instructing people on the word of God and how do you follow, how do you know you're hearing from the word of God, yeah. we have an incredible opportunity. Oh right now to say, let's go back. That's right. Let's get back to knowing the word of God. He reveals himself in his word. He's going to speak to you through his word. And it's far less confusing for people once they, you're exactly right. Once you open, how about we read the whole book of Romans? Here we go. And not just Romans 13. Yeah. And then maybe we'll have a better idea of what God said when he established authority. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing how people are so um, educated on a verse of the Bible, but they really don't know the word. Mm. Uh, they've not researched it. They've not prayed through it. and But yet they become an ex- expert because they're quoting somebody else or mm-hmm. they saw a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I've been in this all my life. I'm a third-generation pastor. And um, with that comes experience. I've been around great men of God. I've got great men of God in my life. Mm. And so I'm just not out here flying solo with my hair on fire saying, we're going to change the world, you know. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it takes a team of, of witnesses and people coming together and with unity to do this. Yeah, it's so true. And to, to be able to speak life. Uh, I told you I was at your, uh, at your website a little while ago and I saw you guys have videos. I'm going to link back to it because people can watch you online oh, yeah. and you yeah. got, you're touching on everything. Oh, yeah. You really are. And I was so encouraged because I thought this is not something that we're doing on the regular anymore. We're, we kind of run from things. We've, we've had a, a kind of a rough time of it in terms of just speaking and communicating truth. But you guys aren't afraid of this at all. And you're and you've really jumped headlong into it. And one of the things that I'm, and this is kind of where I'll wrap it up today, because I want you to speak to this. You uh, talked about the kingdom culture. And how it's greater than the chaos that we find ourselves in. Yes. How do we, as Christians, how can we establish in our communities, you know, places like the Resource Center and in your home and in your church and in our places of business and in our communities around us, how do we establish a kingdom mentality, this kingdom culture, which really is greater than any fear that we have 
that's coming down on us right now. It's greater than King Inslee mm-hmm. and his ridiculous mandates. And, you know, we talked about the people in, in Oklahoma and in the you know middle of the country who are like, well, that's not happening out here. You guys are living at the gates of hell. But I always <laughs> tell people uh, th- we're all living at the gates of hell, yeah. right? And if, and if the people in Iowa and, uh, and Tennessee and uh, Oklahoma don't want to have happened to them, what is happening right now in Washington and Oregon and California and many other places that are left by, you know, that are being led by leftists, you establish a beachhead now. Yeah. You don't wait until your state's on fire. Nope. You establish that beachhead now. It's part of that kingdom culture. Forewarned is to be forearmed. And we're telling you it's coming. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're witnessing it firsthand. But uh, I, I, think, I think every born-again believer needs to write their obituary. They need to uh, get the faith of Dietrich Bonhoeffer mm. uh, to understand that, uh, to get that revelation to know about our life, and our life is in the hands of God, and death is not a threat. Um, I know right now so many pastors are scared of cancel culture, getting doxxed, people leaving their church. I mean, there's all these things, uh, Antifa, BLM organization, they're scared to say anything and that's why I'm, I'm trying to raise my voice from the standpoint to say, look, if they, if they reach out or if they do something, it shows that this is a threat. If they don't do something, they're not a threat. Mm. Either way, they lose. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're trying to help people to step up and say, it's okay to speak out. It's okay to say something. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts. It has to start with our voice. That's the one thing that they've been silencing. They've been fact-checking us. They've been taking us off of YouTube. I mean, all of us that are speaking truth, right? They're trying to control. I just got out of Facebook jail again. Wow. 30 days. Do you have an ankle bracelet? You know, I didn't need one. <laughs> you know, capitalism at work. We should start selling those. I bet we could sell a lot. Exactly. <laughs> well, this is, this is what they're scared of. They're not, they're not scared of our, our little scripture quote on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They're scared of our voice, our thoughts, our freedom. To speak out. Yeah. And this is where we just can't pull back. Look, if I say something about the, the jab, you know, and I use different, I, I just mm-hmm. say it on my, on, uh, at church. Um, but I don't care if YouTube dethrones me. Right. Because I'm not on their platform to be, on, I'm a guest. I know that. Yep. I don't pay for real estate there. Mm-hmm. You can always go to my website. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's not why I make decisions about what I say. Mm -hmm. I make decisions based on what God says. This is what's in my word. Declare it. Mm. And if really, if, if you don't have to be a pastor to live by that, no, you know, I mean, this is the job of the church. I think for a long time we thought, Oh, we'll go to church and we'll let the pastor will fill our, our, our spiritual car up with gasoline. And then we're good for a couple of days. And then we kind of sputter out of gas. Then we go back to the church so we can fill us up again. (laughs) But uh, that's not actually your job. Mm-mm. You know, your job is exhortation, teaching, encouraging, all the things. Equipping our job, the saints, yeah. equipping. It's our. It's it's the job of every single one of us to be in the Word every day to get go to the Lord and have Him fill our tank yes. up, not the pastor. Yeah, we want to embolden the parent. We mm. want to embolden the the you know children and youth ministries are paramount in our in our church as well. You know, um, so so that's our priority. Everything mm-hmm. else is optional because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's our future. That is the future. And if we have healthy generations there, everything else will be healthy. But we also have representatives. We've got state senator. We've got city councilwoman. We, we've got the head of the Republican Party in our church. And mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I count that as an honor. Mm-hmm. And people call me political. I said, no, I'm governmental. Yeah. I'm governmental. And God established government. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, 
that that and again it's a responsibility i don't see it as oh it's a it's a badge of honor no it's a responsibility mm-hmm. that i have to speak truth to help equip them because i know they go into the lion's den every time they go you know with mm-hmm. their peers to to mm-hmm. vote on something and debate something mm-hmm. it's not easy it isn't and uh politics is a blood sport you know there are a lot of people that asked me uh, when my husband and I announced my run back right. in February, why would you do that? You know, you've got a perfectly great career going. The homeschool resource center is just humming right along. Your kids are mostly grown. Why would you do that? Well, I do it just like you do what you do because I care about the people here. God loves the people here. Absolutely. And the Bible says that when the wicked are in power, the righteous groan. Uh-huh. And boy, there's a lot of groaning yes. going on right now. Yes. And if it's not God's people who will step into the fray, who will do it? That's right. Yeah. They filled the void because we pulled back. That's right. And we have we have to go back. We got to get our school boards back. We, get, we Yeah. There's just a lot to do, There's but we lot. can do it. We can do it and I I love uh the encouragement. I love to see you and your wife working together. You We're know, my, Jay and I have been working together now for 32 years. We just celebrated our anniversary last week oh, and right uh he was saying to me on our flight home from somewhere when I had been asked to you know, they said, uh, "Excuse me, is that a what did they say? Is that a mesh mask?" and I was like, Maybe, <laughs> you know, we're going to need you to put a different a different mask on. I said, do you want me to put the mask on that says that it doesn't work? Because I have one of those right here too. I can swap it out. Oh yeah, I'd want you to do that. My husband looked at me and said, "Never a dull moment with you. Never. It's never boring." And you guys are really setting a standard. I think both by your willingness to tell the truth and by walking this thing out together as a husband and wife. This is what uh, this is what the Bible talks about. You know, when you see that example in Psalm 137 of that husband and wife says your children have been given to you yeah. like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So the job of the husband uh, really to stand in leadership in his home. This is the, the role that God gives to husbands, yes. to stand in leadership. So my husband and I have this wonderful sculpture that a homeschool kid made for me because, of course, homeschoolers, you know, they don't just write you thank you notes. They make you sculptures. This, these are homeschool kids. But years ago, you know, this picture of my husband and I in medieval armor and Jay standing in front of me, just a, just a half a step in front with his shield up, and you can see these black arrows have just pierced the shield. And I'm not behind him sitting on the floor knitting a baby blanket, right? right? I've got the armor on, and I'm taking arrows out of that quiver, and I am, you know, my yeah. husband and I, yeah, I can almost hear him say, a little bit more to the left, a little, oh, look out, you know, incoming, yeah. and we're working together. Yep. And this is, these are relationships that God honors marriage being uh, primary among them. Yes. And so you guys are doing something really unique in the culture right now and and declaring together that this is the way you know yes walk in it and there really is hope and i think people have reason to be encouraged amen they do yeah there's light and light always wins Mm -hmm. and the truth is coming out yes i mean for goodness sake you know if southwest airlines pilots are walking off the job yeah you know and i think people are starting and it's gonna it will cost us something yes right this is coming at a terrible cost for a lot of people absolutely um but freedom is worth it, and we're about to find out yep. what we're made of. Yes, uh, we and are. we're the children of God. Amen. So it's exciting. Well, I'm excited. I've, I, you know, just being able to talk to you and knowing what you guys are doing. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Oh. And for people who live here on the I-5 corridor, you guys are in Puyallup, yeah? Yeah, South Hill Puyallup, uh, home of the State Fair. Yeah, uh, you can find us on the web at experiencechurch.tv, and uh, all of our resources and information's there. So. We're excited and honored to be able to do that. And thank you for having us on. We so appreciate it. Thank you for all you're doing. 
Thank you all. It's been a joy to have you here. And uh, I will link back to experiencechurch.tv on the show notes today. And for those of you who want questions about uh, Pastor Dennis Cummins, I'm going to link back to several things in the show notes. And you guys can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes. If you've got questions about today's show, please feel free to give me a shout out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Thank you so much, Dennis, for coming on the show. It's been a real joy to have you. For more information, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox money. This is where you guys can leave your comments. I appreciate you guys listening, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at MomStrongInternational.com.